0: You're listening to Kindling Conversation with Siobhan Hunt, part of Kindling Kids Radio. Hi, I'm Siobhan Hunt, the presenter of Kindling Conversation, and we are having Kindling Helpline now. This is for the parents and carers of young children who are six and under, roughly about that age. And of course, kick-starting your Monday, we have Mothercraft nurse Chris Minogue in the studio, ready to take your questions, whether you're watching along via Facebook on Facebook Live, or you're listening via our free Kindling app or on your digital radio. It is a pleasure to have you with us. Chris has a Over 30 years experience working with parents and carers, uh, helping with everything from settling, feeding, tantrums, you name it, she's probably seen it. Thanks for joining us, Chris. Pleasure. And if you have a question for Chris, now is the time to reach out to us. You can pop your questions on Facebook um, underneath this video here. Just leave your comment below. Or you could send us a text on 0437 665 um, You can also call us on 1800 Kids Radio if you'd like to speak directly to Chris. Our first question today has come through the text line. And this is about uh, night and day feeding, Chris. I have an eight-month, almost eight-month-old who's still feeding at night but starting to not need one of her day milk feeds. I'd like to drop her night feed before her day feed. (laughs) She only feeds once at night. I have tried settling, but she will wake 10 to 20 minutes later each time, so I usually end up feeding. She's having four-day milk feeds three large solid meals and usually two sleeps of one and a half hours approximately. Her last feed is usually 6.30 and she wakes by 6 a.m. most days. How can I drop her night feeding and should I do this before dropping a day feed?
1: Well, I have to say that she's doing really well. So for an eight month old she's doing perfectly well during the day. She's got four good milk feeds which she they usually carry till they're about six, I mean sorry, eight to nine months. So she's Exactly where she should be, so I wouldn't I would try and maybe slow down her feeding at night before I would drop a day sleep day feed. So keep her day as normal while you're trying to work out what to do with your nights, but it doesn't say how many feeds she's having at night.
0: I think it's only once, she only feeds oh, once at night. So
1: if it's only once at night, And if it was quite late in the morning, say 3.30 or 4, over the next month, she could just slowly just keep pushing that out. When you said that she wakes every 20 minutes after settling her, it sort of instigates that she probably needs the feed. So she's, it's not like you can get her to settle and settle for sleep for two hours before she wakes again. She's waking quite constant. So that might mean that she does need that feed. What I would do is wean the feed. So what I tend to do, if you feel she's ready to drop this feed, then for three nights, I'd actually just fully feed her and put her back to bed and which is probably what you have been doing for the next three nights i'd only give her one side and see if you can put the settling in to settle her back to sleep and then over the next three nights just reduce the amount on the time and do more settling so there's a bit of a transition across it then instead of going from i'm having a big feed to no feed at all and that's just a gentle way to see if is she ready to drop that feed And if she is, then you're just gently transitioning her through to um, having no feeds at night. And then usually by nine months, they're probably on three milk feeds in the day and three meals. So she's very close and she's doing really well. So have a go and see if you can gently wean it off.
0: Good luck with that. Our next question is from Rhiannon. What's your best advice for toilet training? My daughter is three next month and still in nappies. What are some ways to encourage her to use the
1: toilet? Okay. So I, I normally do this in three steps. So the first thing is I get her familiar with the act of going to the toilet. So before she has a bath over about a week, before she has a bath at night, what I generally do is I just put her on the toilet while you're running the bath. So you need that little soft toilet insert or some sort of to make the toilet feel more secure. I tend to put them on a toilet than on a potty seat just because it makes it much more convenient if you're out and your child needs to go on a toilet. have a footstool so her feet are at a good level and over that week I'm just seeing if she's interested to sit on the toilet and does she do anything when she's on the toilet. So at three they usually get it fairly quickly so it's a really good time, weather's good to be able to do this. The next week I increase the number of times that I toilet time her. Now, toilet timing is when we, the adult, take her to the toilet. So we might say something like, we're going to the park, let's try and do a wee before we go to the park. And what we're doing is we're increasing that to about five times in the day and you're trying to catch a couple of wee's over that day. If you do that, and she's doing a couple of wee's, and we're catching them in the toilet, then she's probably ready to toilet train. So in toilet timing, I usually use pull-ups, so she gets the idea something's got to go down, something's got to come up. Um, Toilet training is different. So in toilet training, we're letting her tell us that she's ready to go to the toilet. So we've got the toilet ready so that she can access it during the day. Everything's all set up. We might have a little underwear on and just a t-shirt just to aid the mess. And then we say to her things like, tell mummy when you need to go to the toilet. So we're trying to see if she can recognise the need to go to the toilet. And if she, you know, the first few days you'll get a run in towards the toilet and she might have an accident, that's perfectly fine and completely normal. But then over the next week, what happens, she starts to make it more and more um, to the toilet and she's toilet training herself. (coughs) So that's, that's my approach to it. It can take her up to six months before she's dry at night and you get rid of night nappies. And for some, it's even longer than that. So time and patience, and I'm sure this will work beautifully.
0: Good luck, Rhiannon. Uh, we have a question from Rebecca. My little, almost two-year-old, in January, has suddenly gained a lot of confidence, and instead of sitting and observing, he's now testing a <laughs> lot of boundaries with more shouting, no, occasional hitting, etc. Mm. I have been sticking with getting down to eye level and saying we don't hit, etc. We are love, we love and are kind. Is this a phrase? Is there a phrase? <coughs> Excuse me, or is there more I can do? The the hitting strangers and our pets is the most startling.
1: Hitting strangers (coughs) and your pets. Sorry, Oh, the poor pets. Um, We have to be careful with the pets because they might retaliate. And if it's a dog, they might bite or a cat, they might scratch. But the first thing is that you are doing the right thing and your two-year-old is doing the right thing. So two-year-olds are all about pushing boundaries. So last week, they were completely compliant. This week, they're not going to do anything. And your strategy about hitting and kicking and biting and those types of physical things is right. You get down on eye level, um, you say there's no hitting or biting, and then um, try and walk away and just leave them for a few minutes. Now, sometimes they run after you and keep hitting, okay? So it's important that the hitting needs to be interrupted. So try and get out of their way. I know that's not easy, but the less they (laughs) hit, the less they learn to hit. And sometimes they even need some really mild... Discipline strategies like a bit of time out for the behaviours that are in a physical sense, so hitting, kicking, and biting. Um, you can say to him, "We're love, and we 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 love each other, and we're kind." And he's likely to hit you at the same time you're saying that. So think of the hitting as attention seeking and not an act of violence. It just is a way of getting attention. So he's not going to turn into some sort of you know strange child that's going to keep whacking into people he just needs to learn that that behavior isn't appropriate so you're doing the right thing he's doing the right age appropriate things but you might if it's really consistent over a day you might need to put in a little bit of time out and then back down on your knees and say we do not hit in our family and then just walk away try and distract and ignore him and usually it just goes away
0: Good luck with that, Rebecca. You're listening to Kindling Helpline with Mothercraft Nurse Chris Minogue. We are live on Facebook, so if you have any questions, you can pop that under the video or you can call us if you're listening via digital radio or your free app. It's 1800 Kids Radio, and we've also got the text line, of course, and that is 0437 Our next question comes from Melissa. My daughter is seven and a half months old and having four bottle feeds a day plus two solid meals a day day. Just wondering how much milk in millimetres should she be having at this stage?
1: Okay. So depending on how much she eats would depend on roughly how much she'll take in a bottle. So seven and a half months, they could probably have a third meal. She might, so we can decrease the milk a little and add in say breakfast, lunch and dinner for her. And she's probably even getting interested in finger food and holding finger foods in her bottles. Roughly in the day, They're usually around 150 to 180, and the evening one might be um, up to uh, 240. Some babies at this age are trying to drop one bottle. So if you give four bottles in a day, one of those first three ones, they might only take as little as 120 in that bottle even less 60 and one of those bottles will drop off at nine months so she'll have three bottles um, and three meals so I would first um, increase one meal into the sequence of the feeding Um, that might just slow down one bottle Um, usually the mid-morning one it is the one that will drop down and the rest of the bottles will be t- between 150 and 180, with the evening bottle being 240. They don't need more than 240 in that bottle in the evening because some kids will drink up to 300 or 350, but that's a lot of milk. Mm. So, they do know, love
0: milk, don't they? Yeah, <laughs> but milk. what it does is
1: distort their appetite and so yes, therefore oh. they don't eat properly. So we want them to eat. She's, she's getting to an age where eating Mm-hmm. Is still still more was well, getting more important than the level of milk that she has.
0: Okay, well good luck with that Melissa Thanks for the question The next one comes from Aaron My three and four year olds have become serious fighters oh, no. They're fine for me during the day But as soon as mum comes home They are at each other's throats For everything from who gets their dinner first So if I put down the plate Down in front of Miss Four first Mr Three absolutely loses it I am so there with you But my kids are different ages Um, To who gets to sit on mum's lap Do you think it's an attention thing oh, My yeah. wife is beginning to think I'm pumping them full of sugar before she gets home just to annoy her. That's hilarious. My no, kids do exactly the same thing, Erin. It's just
1: attention so. uh, seeking. Yeah. So they're just looking, you know, our days are really busy. You know, we're, we're working, our children uh, have days where they might be in care and they might be at home and they're just looking for time and attention. And my way of getting around this is... Is when you come home, when you and, and your wife comes home, because they're also looking for her attention. Is just to sit down for five or ten minutes and stop doing things and just be with them. Pretty much, it'll fix all of that. Mm. The trick with the two plates, though, is just literally put them down together. <laughs> You've got to try, honestly. That, the that they one fight is about. Yeah, but cool. they'll fight. They'll fight about a fluff on the floor if they're trying to get attention. And so, if, I, if
0: there's any consolation, Aaron, my um, daughter needs to get into the bath first and out of the bath first. And then and if she has a tantrum, she's five. And if she has a tantrum, then it's in the bath. So that's a really hard yeah. thing to <laughs>
1: mess, so just mess with. My way is to stop it by going, you know what, our lives are busy. When When your wife comes through the door, we're just sitting down for 15 or 20 minutes who – Dinner's a little bit later or whatever. But mm. I think we're we're really busy mm. and they pick up really quickly that we're distracted and all they want is our attention. And it's, it's amazing how much difference it can be and just it, to spend a short. And period, it, yeah, a short period. it doesn't have to be very long and you're sitting on the floor, lay on the floor and let them jump on you. And then when you get <sighs> up and say it's time for dinner, you'll find the more amicable about it. But the dinner thing, I'd put it down together, quite literally down together because there's some things we just can't fight about. I can just say. We Aaron, haven't got
0: time to go. And his partner just standing there looking yeah, at each ready, other. Ready, set, go. Down we go. Well, um, good luck with that, Aaron. I hope it helps. But yeah, It is
1: attention-seeking. Yeah, you yeah. were right. There's you know not a lot of sugar on. involved that I can see. Mm. <laughs> or is there, Aaron? Yeah. What are you
0: not telling us? Um and the next question comes from Ravena. Good luck with that, Aaron, by the way. I hope that helps. Uh, Ravina says, my nine-month-old daughter has been waking every two to three hours overnight for the last three weeks. Prior to that, she was either sleeping through the night or waking once. When she wakes, I breastfeed her, although I think she settles too quickly for her to be hungry. I think she has some teeth coming and is working out how to crawl, but I want to know how to handle this stage and what is the best way to get her back to sleeping longer stints.
1: I think you're probably right. If she's waking every two to three hours and not taking a really good breastfeed, she's probably just waking up because that is a sleep cycle overnight and she's using a little bit of sucking as comfort to go to sleep. So in this case, when you're nine months old and you're really at a stage where you're pretty much giving up, feeding overnight or the babies are sleeping longer and longer is to see if we can encourage her to do it. So the little rhythm that I use here is the first time she wakes, so if you put her to bed at seven and she wakes at 10, I resettle her. Even if it takes you an hour to resettle and she only sleeps for an hour because we're putting in the idea that she needs to go back to sleep. The second time she wakes, so you might have tried to settle her at 10 till 11 and then she wakes at one thirty. I fully feed her so that she gets a really good feed. Don't let her only have a tiny little bit. If she's going to feed, get her to take a good feed. Now, one of two things will happen. She'll either sleep longer because she was hungry and she fed and she slept longer, or she'll wake up two hours later because of the habit of waking at night. On that wake, so the first time I resettle, second time I do a full feed, third time I wake, she only gets half a feed, but I make her take a full half a feed. Okay. So what I'm doing is trying to alleviate, are you hungry or do you need to be resettled? So I do that for a couple of nights. Then the next couple of nights, I literally wean it down. So I say to myself, I'm going to settle her till one o'clock. At one o'clock, I'm only going to give her one side and then I'm going to settle her till six o'clock. And then eventually with more settling, she'll start to sleep through. But I suspect this is about waking and learning to just take a little feed to go back to sleep and now the habits form and you're up probably four times a night, three or four times a night doing it. So think about it, resettle the first time, fully feed the second time, half feed the third time and after a few nights start decreasing the amount of feeding and increase the amount of settling. And Ravina, if
0: you're at all sleep deprived and that just went straight in Three. one ear and out the other, um, <laughs> we also po- post these later in the afternoon on our um, website. Just go to kindling.com.au and you can listen back and make notes. and I should and, write this
1: out because this is a really common <laughs> one and a common way of getting around it. Yeah.
0: So good luck. And hopefully that will help you with your little daughter. Zara is our next question. She has four-year-old triplets. I know we say we need to pick our battles. I have triplets who are four, and they seem to be conspiring against me. They would be. <laughs> it will always be that two are so well behaved, and then the other one will act out. It's not one of the three, but a rotating roster of mischief between the three of them. Everything from removing clothes when I dress them to refusing to get into the bath with their siblings. Having my partner help out in the morning at night is the only time I can get through it all all. but once she goes to work it's impossible. Would you recommend trying to get them on alternating schedules? Please help.
1: No I wouldn't put them on alternating. I think they're just acting like four-year-olds and if you go to any daycare where there's a room of four-year-olds there will be a bunch of them behaving their age and there will be a bunch of them you know that are doing actually age-appropriate things and I think the hard thing is that this is constant. So you don't get a break. But they're actually doing what four-year-olds do, you know, and it's and they're all trying it out. And to mm. be fair, with three little four-year-olds um, and caring for them, they're going to be buying for your time. So I would think it, one of them would be pretty chaotic all the time, but it wouldn't be the same one. So I think that's why it feels overwhelming. So I wouldn't change their schedules, but I also wouldn't fight them. So, if you can get two in the bath, two out of three in the bath, I'd be doing a high five personally myself. (laughs) Yes. And if the other one doesn't want to get in the bath, I'd probably just wash its face and hands and let that one go. And if you could get them in the bath three times in a week, then I think you're actually doing really, really well. I mean, individually in the bath three times a week. So, I think this is about picking your battle um, and that what they're doing is normal, you know, normal. trying to get attention just as any child would try and do it let alone they're all at the same age and stage together and that's why it feels so chaotic but I wouldn't try and get them on different schedules not you, you unless, talk about that a lot with yeah the, with twins and yeah. multiples
0: that when you have a single child you're dealing with the development but you're dealing with the one, one. but they're all
1: when you have three they're doing it at all the same time mm. so you know, I think in this one, I, it's more about pick the battle. And bathing, as long as they got three in a week, they'd be okay. They can't be that messy. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so hopefully that helps, Sarah. I feel like, you know, if I had the money, I would send someone over to help you.
1: Because <laughs> that sounds like what you need just an extra pair of hands. I, I think this is something that you'll find will happen right through their lifetime until they become individual adults. That they'll compete um, for time and attention.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Can't we leave her on a high note? Yeah. <laughs> You're are doing a great
1: job to get three children to that stage, you know, and, and that they give back to you as well, three times the amount. Mm. So it's amazing to see what you put in in one instance into three children of the same age and get three completely different results, you know. So well, marvel, luck, marvel in the joy of it.
0: Good luck, Zara. Uh, you're listening to Kindling Conversation and this is Kindling Helpline with mother craft nurse, Chris Minogue. She has over 30 years experience. And I should mention here, she does have a lot of experience with multiples, not just twins, but triplets. So if you have any questions on that front, please feel yeah. free to ask Chris. Um, you can oh. give us a call on 1800 Kids Radio. That's 1800 543 772. You can also send us a text on 0437 and of course, you can Pop your questions underneath our video if you're watching us on Facebook Live. Oh, look, there we go. We do have another question about twins. Rhonda says, one of my two-and-a-half-year-old twins is holding her poos in. She's been on laxatives for weeks, never used to have this problem. She's never done a solid poo since birth, always soft and runny. We put off toilet training as it worsens the problem. That sounds quite specific.
1: Yeah, it is. So lots, lots of children do withhold their poops they want to do it in the same place so some some call it sneaky poos where they have to be behind a curtain they have to have a nappy on Um, some um, only do it at home won't do it anywhere else so that that's all fairly normal but usually in this case where a two and a half year year old is predominantly probably at home or in a secure environment this could be um, a chronic constipation problem so the first thing that I would do is check a diet, check with the doctor. Um, she's on laxatives, so that must have happened in a while. But the one thing that we found that really helped um, was it's called sitting on the toilet five minutes a day, twice a day. Okay, so once in the morning, once in the afternoon. And this really turns it around. You do need to give the laxatives to get the body going. And when you sit them on the toilet it has to be really comfortable and relaxing for them. So we got some new books and um, we made sure that uh, the feet were in a firm position. And if you look on the Children's children's Hospital website, they have a really good definition for fixing this. So you've got to have their knees up so that their knees are just slightly higher than their hips. So a, a good step, you know, for a little one. They're sitting in a comfortable position. Then just start reading them a book. Um, And you do it for, you literally sit there for five minutes in the morning and five minutes in the afternoon or five minutes when you've got five minutes, but you do it twice a day and you're not, you're not putting any expectation at all that anything's going to happen other than sitting there and, and you literally do it. And then suddenly they'll start probably emptying their bowels really well. And therefore they'll have a positive experience and therefore it changes the psychology of why they might be holding but it usually stems usually from constipation so and that makes sense because she's already on the laxative so that's my only tip to what you're doing is to maybe sit her five minutes twice a day and see if that will help otherwise I think you're off to speak to you know paediatric gastroenterologists something along those lines to see if they can help.
0: Yeah. So good luck with that, Rhonda. And we have a question from Amanda who says her three-year-old's not eating. My son won't eat much now. He used to eat really great before and now he won't. Please help. He's three, going on four next year. Won't eat anything except he will eat at preschool. Uh
1: Aha. And there's the key to it. He will eat at preschool. So send all the nutrition to preschool. So what happens here is this is really common. They don't eat at home, but they eat at preschool, daycare, wherever. That's because they're in a social environment and they just put the meal down and there's no expectation about the meal. So often when a parent does exactly the same thing, the child goes, no, I'm not going to eat that. Even though you gave it to him the night before or the week before or whatever, I'm not going to eat that. So the first thing I do to find out if there's a problem is keep a food diary to find out what he is actually eating that's one thing and then the next thing is no snacks because when you keep the food diary you realize how much snacking goes on with children so then I move them to breakfast lunch and dinner You've got to give them reasonable food for their age and reasonable things that you would think he would eat um, and I don't fight food I give it at a similar time so that's age appropriate You know the time frames reasonable food. I give him a reasonable length of time and I just do not fight them. And the other thing is I don't give snacks either. So Mm. if you're not eating, you're not getting a snack. So they're going to play that game with you for lots and lots of different reasons, mainly because they're three or four Mm -hmm. or six or nine. But actually at this stage, I would just keep it really simple keep a food diary to see if there really is an underlying problem. And I've got to say, not that this
0: is very optimistic, but I have worried about my daughter's eating, eating habits, habits since three, and she's five now, and she's starting to eat vegetables, and I yeah. wish I could get back that time. That <laughs> Last night always we had a worrying. win
1: because a six-year-old, we engaged him in the morning. I said to him, tell me something that you would try if I put it down tonight. We engaged him, and he had chicken drumstick and uh what else do you oh and corn on the cob never eaten it before wow so but i think that's because they've got the cognitive behavior of five and six to engage the conversation at three and four it's a it's a very different yeah. headspace that they're in yeah. and and in their head no means no even yeah. if i haven't engaged in it so look i would just keep it really simple and it's okay to say no to snacks it does take Ama- a long time to actually starve a child.
0: And Amanda says, thank, <laughs> thank you. you.
1: <laughs> You're welcome, Amanda.
0: Anytime. Uh, this question is from Paige, who has a 14-week-old. Hi, ladies. My 14-week-old is sleeping through the night but waking once mm-hmm. at about 3am and needs to be resettled. Is it wrong to use the dummy? He seems to want it and settles immediately once he has it. Am I teaching him a bad habit?
1: No. <laughs> you are doing beautifully and perfectly fine so if he has a dummy just to resettle him once a night and you're not getting up six times a night then high five you and enjoy the moment because in a couple of weeks he may actually go back to needing that feed so how you would know that your dummy is no longer um, working is maybe at the moment you just pop it in goes back to sleep sleeps till six six seven o'clock in the morning If in the next couple of weeks you put it in and he wakes every 20 minutes or 40 minutes after that, he could be getting hungry just because of age and he may need to go back to needing a feed. So don't rule that out, but I wouldn't think that was the problem if you were just putting a dummy in once a night. I think... Keep going forward and enjoy the moment. That's, I
0: love that advice. That's great, isn't it? <laughs> so uh, unfortunately, we've come to the end of our time. So have got one last question from Morgan. And after that, we'll have to wrap up. So I'm sorry if we haven't been able to get to your question. This comes from Morgan. My son is two. What time and for how long is he supposed to sleep? At the moment, he's still sleeping from 12 till 2 p.m. during the day. Perfect. That sounds amazing.
1: <laughs> that is perfect. So the thing about two-year-olds is that's a perfect time frame. I usually always have them up by two, and they usually are awake for about five to five and a half hours after that point. So if he gets up at two, you're putting him down somewhere between seven and seven thirty. If he sleeps till three, don't put him down till eight, eight thirty. Um, but you are doing perfectly well.
0: Well done. And now we ended on a strong note. Yes. (laughs) Thank you so much for coming in. Pleasure. Thank you to everyone for your questions. And, of course, we'll be back Monday next week at midday. In the meantime, if you have a question, you can email us at conversation at kindling.com.au or send a text to 0437 665 200.